0: things like that that had continued to happen over the Mm -hmm. years to the point where I was like you know what fuck this Mm -hmm. I am going to prove to you all Mm -hmm. that I can hang with the white kids that was my journey and that progression Mm
1: -hmm.
0: of dating only white dudes who were sought after and that were above six feet tall Mm -hmm. so not only was it (sighs) white dudes I was like I'm going to take people who are tall the most tall the tallest white dude yeah
1: Hi, I'm Kalista Wu, also known as Callie Star. I'm
2: Casey Ma, Michelle K. Honobusa, and I'm Yoonj Kim.
3: Welcome to Club Full Circle, a podcast hosted by the four of us where we'll explore the joyous and typical parts of our relationships with our Asian and Asian American families.
0: Stuff we couldn't discuss growing up, but we're ready to do it now within the safe space for ourselves and future generations. Join Join
2: us on on our journey journey to come full circle. circle. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this new episode of Club Full Circle. Today, we are going to talk about a stereotype that is all too common, that of Asian women and white men dating. And I know that you have seen an example of this either as a joke, in a stand-up, in a movie... Or obviously in real life. And we want to talk about the aspects of this that we've personally experienced and also the aspects of it that might be problematic in wider society as we understand it. Because so often, you know, we hear about Asian women and white men as a joke made by a white woman, for example. Like you guys might remember Amy Schumer's joke about how, you know, to a crowd of mostly white people, which is our audience, like, oh, the next time your boyfriend leaves you, it's going to be for an Asian woman. So don't even try or something along those lines. And it's just so common and it's so laughed upon. And we rarely hear about this from, obviously, our perspective, from Asian American women's perspective. So we're going to dive into this first from as Asian women who have dated white men like myself, like up until my last relationship which was with a Native American guy. (laughs) Everything else was with white men, from my first boyfriend who was German to the next who was Italian-American to the other one who was from Tennessee. It was just a string of white men. And I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't do it consciously. It was just like, obviously, a part of it was I was attracted to them physically and the bond that we had. But... Sometimes I wonder, like, why all of a sudden, you know, am I not dating white men? And it's not like on purpose. It's just like in terms of who I'm attracted to. Have you guys had similar experiences where you're only like attracted to one type of dude? Or yes,
0: yeah. (laughs) Oh yes, do tell. (laughs) Yeah. Is it like a
2: type racially? Give me a question. Give me a question.
0: (laughs) Prompt. I think i like jumping off point. Oh, what is Ugh. your type
3: of guy? Yeah. Mm. Like, what is, yeah. What, what are, are you attracted are used to? Used to be. Used to be, right? Well, how has that changed over time? Ooh.
0: It only most recently changed over time. So, my entirety of my dating career, dating <laughs> life, has been predominantly white male. Right. White men. Mm-hmm. White men, Yeah. And it's... It was because I was almost on this mission to prove to myself and to my f- peers that I can do it. And I what? know that sounds really weird, but my first crush in middle school was just, you know, a really handsome Korean guy. Mm. And we held hands mm. in the hallway. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, I hear from like down the hall, they're being like, yo are you brothers and sisters? Oh, my, and gosh. my God. And we quickly, you know, didn't hold hands anymore. And after that, we didn't date or oh, nothing escalated so from there. Jeez. And after that, I was like, okay, I'm just going to date people that are not white. I mean, sorry, not Asian.
2: Mm-hmm. People that don't look like me.
0: But as I got older, right, because I had a really serious, serious love and boyfriend from like eighth grade all the way until my parents moved, high, moved me high schools, that when I went to this new school, it was very much all Asian and all white
2: mm-hmm. community.
0: Um, and not only was I just trying to make friends, and I was trying to also, I, I just broke up with this one boyfriend that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, A white dude came into my life and I was just seeing it almost as like, hey, here's my entry into trying to make a a whole new set of friends as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. And I've only told this story, I think, twice um, publicly. The first time, it was during an interview for Hate is a Virus around, Mm -hmm. you know, racism, Mm -hmm. just hate, all of that. Mm -hmm. And I started bawling in front of this interview to the point that they didn't use it. Um, Oh, my my goodness. Um, But I will tell it today. And so I'm I'm this new kid in school, junior year of high school, and I get invited by this guy that I I clearly knew he had a crush on me, right? But he had all these awesome friends, and I was like, great, this is my way of making friends as well. We go to his home, and... At the dinner table, we're all sitting, and the mom comes in and she goes, "Why is there a monkey sitting here at the table?" What? She belongs oh, outside.
3: Shut and fuck this, fuck this, up. And this, this, you know,
0: during our last episode, I talked about how I black out whenever trauma uh, happens. Yep. So that happened. I don't even remember what happened after that. I remember going home crying to my parents, and they were like, "Never hang out with him ever again." Oh my god. I'm so sorry. And there are little things like that that had continued to happen over the mm-hmm. years to the point what? where I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Mm-hmm. I am going to prove to you all mm-hmm. that I can hang with the white kids, mm-hmm. that I have all of these white friends. I'm not going to join an Asian sorority. I'm going to join a regular Greek system. Mm-hmm. I might be one of three Asian people mm-hmm. at USC in this sorority so, fraternity. Seen, but I'm gonna do it. So it became this mission, which is not healthy. Mm -hmm. But that was my journey and that progression Mm -hmm. of dating only white dudes who were sought after and that were above six feet tall. Mm -hmm. So not only was it white dudes, I was like, I'm gonna take people who are tall, the most
3: tall, the tallest white dudes. Yeah,
0: and it was it's uh, you know my mom and I joke around now, but. She was like, "Why does every guy you bring home gets taller and taller?" So went from like <laughs> six feet to six one to six three to six five. Hey, what's next? <laughs> you know, Justin now is a tall Asian dude.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think that was my short story of wow. of why. I started to do this. It almost
3: was like a social status for you that you needed to obtain, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. to like validate your existence, mm-hmm. right? Your confidence in this like social hierarchy that you've implemented in your mind, right? Mm-hmm.
1: But, but the way that you were excluded so almost like violently, like each time, it's so jarring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It, how, mm-hmm. Like honestly, how dare they? And yeah. so, but I know you and your personality. It's like. When someone says you can't do it, you're going to prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. And so this is part of your personality,
0: yeah. which is, you know, the Michelle we, we love. But it was very unhealthy, I think, you know, as a young person to go through this because I wasn't really living my truth at all. I was just on this mission to prove to other people mm-hmm. when I was not happy. You know, these, these so, so most of these men were very, very nice people right but you know they would even say things like wow you're the first Asian person that I've ever dated mm. like I'm usually not attracted to them mm-hmm. and then that what? became another thing of like yeah. fuck yeah like yeah. I got yeah. it you know yeah, yeah. Um, wow. but a- anything that I was doing at that time was just not healthy no. and then my last serious white boyfriend um, was Jewish American he was not six feet tall <laughs> 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 and you know I thought he was he was it I thought he was the one. And I think after that relationship, when it didn't work out, that's when I started to seek therapy, really went on another mission now of Mm -hmm. finding myself, because Mm -hmm. I didn't have one. Right. Um, And then Justin showed up in my life. I was like, great. And And I think it's been the best relationship I've ever had.
2: I think what you shared is so profound on two different levels. One, it's the fact that we enter relationships partly for social status right like uh, that's what a marriage traditionally was like you helped each other advance socially or economically so i can see where like you know dating someone who's like at the top of the ladder in our society today a white male you were getting that security and then at the same time relationships are also about yourself like Mm -hmm. your soul you know and that's the part that we forget sometimes when we seek you know we want to marry a rich guy we want to marry someone like with a job like we're seeking that security while forgetting that we need to take care of our hearts too and you had to learn that the hard way unfortunately because of the racism that you faced Mm -hmm. in this world but it's also so great that you were able to move past that and see that you needed to follow something that was real versus what society told you right So, like, I guess you kind of already shared, but like, yeah, what was that moment? It it was when the breakup happened. Then you were like, okay, I've had enough. I'm gonna seek therapy, and then it was just right timing, I guess, with Justin.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I was so, um, I I was single for like three years, and I was so adamant to be single.
2: Right. Like you needed that. I was
0: so comfortable Mm -hmm. just being alone, sleeping in my bed alone. Mm -hmm. You know. And I, I loved it to the point where when I actually met Justin, I was like, I don't want to date you because <laughs> I love being by myself. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think it, I was in such a healthy spot at the time mm-hmm. that when the right person came, it just organically started opening up. Exactly, right? yeah. Because I right. wasn't seeking for any sort of validation. No. Or love or anything, yeah, you know, external.
2: Mm-hmm. You just needed what you needed. Yeah. And you were ready to receive that mm-hmm. without the pressures of the outside world yeah. of society. Mm-hmm. I totally feel you on that because I think that was also why I've dated mostly white guys up until recently. And for listeners who obviously might not know much about our dating lives at this table, like the two of us, Michelle and I, have dated white guys before mostly, whereas, you know, Callie and Calista haven't as much. And oh, I'll let,
3: I'll let Callie s- and Casey. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? Callie <laughs>
0: and
2: Casey. Callie wait, and what did Casey. You say? Don't forget. It's it. Callie and
0: Callisto. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I did not even catch them. Oh, I was I like, was like <laughs> wait. Yeah, what about me? <laughs> no, you're I'm good. So you're sorry. good.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, and I'll let them speak for, you know, that part of their journeys themselves. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like for me, as someone who's also dated a lot of white guys, it's, it was the same reason because was I'm wasn't. an immigrant and I came here and I just obviously I was not accepted by this world. And I think I needed to prove to other people and to myself that I belonged here by being with the quote unquote right person, mm-hmm. which at the time I thought was a white dude. And then it's only within the last like three years when I interestingly started reporting more on Asian American issues after COVID. And when I started really digging into social justice as part of my work, that Led me to realize, like, wait, I need to be with the guy who has my same values, which means he understands where I'm coming from, which probably means he suffered a little. He's not a member. He's not, you know, he's not part of the status quo. Mm. And so that led me into my last relationship with someone who. You know, arguably, arguably is like from the most disenfranchised group in America, mm-hmm. like Native mm-hmm. Americans, and all that. So that, so that happened like that. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's so funny because like when I was with the last, uh, the white ex from Tennessee, there were literally moments when like the cops would pull us over because they were pulling everybody over to do a check. I think mm-hmm. they were looking for a perp, mm-hmm. and I just it was like these two white cops, and like they were literally trying to be his friend, like. I felt safe. Like, they were just like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. Like, we just have to, like, check your plates, but don't worry. Like, oh, did you work at Warner Brothers? Because there was a sticker on his car from when he... Worked. I was like, oh, I used to go there, too. It was just like... What? They're like, like they were, like, bro it out. They wow. were blowing it out. Wow. And they've never... I've never had an interaction like that with law enforcement as an Asian-American woman. Huh. Like, pulled over That's for so speeding true. and stuff. So there was that. But, you know, in the end, you need more. You need, uh, you need more than just, like, an outer false sense of security yep
3: how did you feel dating all of your your like i guess like white men in in your past do you feel like it was good it was bad what was different
2: it was was good it was like yeah to be clear like i dated them for them also Mm. you know Mm -hmm. it was the their race was actually a subconscious thing i love their personalities how good they were and how they they made me a better person. Each of them in their own way. Mm-hmm. They were healthy, mm-hmm. which ironically, you know, the last ex I had was the only non-white guy. That was probably the least healthy relationship that I've had. Mm-hmm. But that was because of our different upbringings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was really good, and it, it's almost like. Uh, they kind of, they helped me grow more in a way than other relationships had. Mm. But I think that's another story.
3: What do <laughs> you think? Oh, okay. sorry. I was going to say, where is, wh- who do you think future Yoonj is going to date? Like, mm. what's more attractive to yeah. you now having dated both, I guess, white and a person of color? Mm-hmm. I
2: honestly don't know. Right now, I'm swiping on everyone, (laughs) regardless of race. Casting that wide net, you know. (laughs) But I see myself dating someone who also has like a similar life experience, Mm -hmm. and I'm taking that to mean both, like racially, you know, as a minority, and or like financially, someone who like worked to be where they are, Mm -hmm. like. Mm I used to think I wanted to marry a billionaire. And like for some time in my twenties, I would just date rich dudes. Mm, like oh. I literally have dated a couple billionaires. Like I've dated famous men who've sold, you know, multi-million dollar companies. And I just don't have an emotional bond with them. And I think part of it is because they are they come from this place of privilege that I just don't relate to. Right. So, you know, super rich billionaires off the list. <laughs> white dudes who you know maybe don't come from the same background, they'll be harder today too. So it's like a process of an el- elimination.
3: Maybe <laughs> towards who my future dates will be. Maybe too. healed. Maybe men healed me. yeah. who have been through trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but they've worked on themselves like you want. Maybe.
0: My grandma mm-hmm. literally told me after my last uh, long-term relationship mm-hmm. with a white dude, she goes, I think you need to start dating someone that has a, has had a little bit of a tough life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I did not understand what she meant by that Wise at, the, at grandma, that time. Right? I was like, why? Why would I want to do that? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I think because I wasn't really brought up in, I guess, the most healthy, and we weren't, you know, wealthy, and all of those types of scenarios. I needed. To date, someone that kind of had a similar upbringing as me, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of these men that I were I was dating, I was very very privileged to go to USC, but a lot of those folks that I were dating had a completely different upbringing, mm-hmm. right. You know, so you know, I, I felt like I constantly had to prove to myself that I belonged in these rooms and meeting the family, and they're mm-hmm. obviously super, you know cordial and mm-hmm. nice but i didn't know how to eat properly at the dinner table mm, with the proper yeah. like i don't know
3: you know i know like um <laughs> the, we just have
0: chopsticks yeah what it's is so this cutlery? yeah it was it, it was a, such a weird experience every time i'm like these are really nice men with incredible families mm-hmm. with a mm-hmm. lot of money and I did not know to, how to handle that. Yeah,
1: Did it ever happen the other way where they felt like they had to try to learn your culture and your heritage and impress your family? Or was it mostly like one-sided where you felt like you had to adjust to fit in? I
0: felt like it at that time, because I was hiding who I was, there wasn't a lot of adjustment on their end. Got it. I wasn't taking oh. them to Asian restaurants mm. that I right. loved growing up to. I didn't share that, you know, I love eating natto. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't introduce that side of me until I started to go to therapy and, like, relearn myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. it was just, I felt like I was the only one that was adjusting. It took me a really long time for them to meet my parents in and in, in a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although we live in a very um, well-to-do area now, yeah. or my parents do, our house isn't, like, mm-hmm. PV standards, mm. you know. So mm-hmm. I was very embarrassed to bring them home. PV as Palisford is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of layers that I feel like I had to go through, especially being in an environment where PVs predominantly really, really wealthy families, yeah. and then also going to USC, where it's a whole nother level. Yes, mm-hmm. that I was just masking myself. I was like pretending to be someone I was else say, that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. It right. almost feels like you were um, this
3: like faux Michelle yeah. dating all these like white men, and it wasn't until you discovered who you really wanted to be. And who you wanted to love about yourself, that you finally attracted a partner that
0: you feel like is your, your equal. Mm-hmm. I should show you a photo of what I look like in college.
2: Why? Does it not look like you right now? No,
0: you'd be like, you look
2: oh my like God, I girl. I kind to see it. Let's, I'm gonna yeah, show, let's show you sure. real quick. As yeah. someone else is talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. listeners, we may or may not post Michelle's high school photo <laughs> in our story. College, college. Co- college photo in our stories. That's so, so make sure funny. you follow us and keep okay, an okay. eye out. I just have a I literally Please? don't know which one you are. <laughs> I literally literally. Which one's Michelle? Stop.
3: She's like a chameleon. Well, right here.
2: You're, you're like a white chameleon. Oh my god, no you wait.
3: look you no. look like Yeah. Like like them. You I know, I know, I know, and I was like, trying what? so hard with like, looks like, right? like what I tried to do in my <laughs> high school. That's like Trying to pull this
2: someone face. out of a lineup, and they all look the same. You guys all look they
3: like cheerleaders. Like, I really, like I
0: thought they were now cheerleaders. Now
3: Michelle, yeah, this one's cooler. cooler. I had I know, perfect, this this is the real perfect
0: Michelle. curls. I had tan. That's crazy.
3: Legs.
2: So Definitely. I love that because I so that brings crazy. me to the next point of this discussion, which is like usually, you know, we have this Asian women white men stereotype because they fetishize us as Asians. Mm-hmm. But you full on <laughs> did the <not laughs> <audition. laughs> You still attracted white guys because you look like a white girl. Yep. <laughs> like,
3: what the hell? Uh, have you guys had experience uh, with that though? Like Contrary to Michelle's mom, right? My mom was like you've only dated Asian guys your whole life. Maybe you should try white. And I'm like, okay, I have her blessing now. Mm Because she used to only Mm -hmm. want me to date Asian guys. But it didn't work for me. Like, for me, they were too broken and too traumatized. So it was just sucking the life out of me. So, lo and behold, I'm single. (laughs) DM me. Just kidding. Um, I'm (laughs) single now. And I've been in L.A. for like a little bit over a year. And I've mostly dated white guys now. Mm. But, and through this whole experience, I remember going on a date with a white guy. And I told him about this podcast, that it was about Asian Americans and Asian trauma growing up in America as, like, immigrants or immigrant children and how that affects, like, our dating life and our career. And he just, like... He, I can see he's like laughing at me, like he's (gasps) smiling in a way that he's like, "This is the most ridiculous idea I've ever heard." Like I can see his body language is like, "What is she? Why does she think this is a good idea?" And then he basically goes,
0: "Slurped your drink and walked out." Uh, Yeah, but I was gonna wait
3: until the food came out. (laughs) Um, I was gonna do that. (laughs) And he basically like looked at me with such perplexed eyes, and he goes, "Wait, Asians have trauma?" And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I was like, do you have Asian friends? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And I was like, well, they're obviously not sharing much about their personal life with you. But it was like in that moment, I was like, I don't think white guys are the answer either. Mm -hmm. Unless they've been through a trauma or something like poverty or something tough to get over. Mm -hmm. So now... (laughs) I'm dating people of color again, but mm-hmm. like through a different lens. I'm just looking for—it's just—it's just coincidentally being this way. But people who have similar values, who have had trauma but are healed, right? And that's what I'm actually looking for. Keyword: healed. Healed. Mm-hmm. Super important. It's hard to find that, but they do exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I am similar to Casey in that growing up. And actually, uh, yeah, most of my dating experiences have been primarily with, like, dating Asian men. I, my first boyfriend was mixed, but um, had Asian, like, Asian family. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, birth, birth dad was out of the picture. So I always just kind of limited my dating, like, to Asian men. Um, I didn't really even think that, like, dating white man was, like, an option,
2: really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, hearing
1: your stories is, like, oh, so interesting to me, um, what that's like, like, adjusting to and, like, having that perspective of, like, feeling safer. But I do think if I were in that situation, I would maybe feel, oh, okay, like, I, I would be safer. So uh, it's really fascinating to me to hear, like, some of your stories and learn what that's like. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. for me, um, I have a lot of Asian male friends who are very um adamant about about um the treatment of asian Mm. males in media and entertainment right and the stigma of them being emasculated or not sexy or they have a lot of their stories about how they're always like not swiped on or rejected on dating apps and there's a lot of rejection. So those who have had these experiences they're actively trying to change that narrative right um and oftentimes i'm they, I'm in these rooms where they're talking about how they're always like Asian women don't pick them anymore. I'm um, and they're kind of complaining, and I always say like, oh, I pick Asian men. Like I, I like Asian men. I've dated mm-hmm. Asian men, mm-hmm. and they're like, always like, well, you know, you're the exception. So like, stop talking. You know, <sighs> oh um, my but God. sometimes it also makes me feel that uh, maybe I like am I only limited to dating Asian men? Like, Mm -hmm. should I, like, if I love my culture and love my people, should I continue picking only Asian men? And that's a different Mm, kind of uh, pressure that I don't think I want to put on myself, but I have had these thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm the only one left standing or one of the few people who's, like, proving that narrative wrong, Mm -hmm. like, in their heads that, like, they're always picked last, um... What happens if I switch and I don't pick an Asian man mm-hmm. uh, and I don't date an Asian man? Like so, sometimes I feel that burden a little
2: bit. Wow, that's um, so. It's like if a Democrat dates a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, this is scandalous. Scandalous. No, that's no, that's so true. Because like a part of it is also like uh like who, who we're bringing home to our families. Right, because that's also mm-hmm. part of the equation. Like, and can you see yourself bringing someone who's not an Asian dude to mom and dad?
3: Mm-hmm. It would be
2: really difficult. Like, but and that's also a big part of I think why I stopped, or why I would be more comfortable with someone of the person of color. Just so like my parents will see, will maybe feel
0: more at ease. Mm-hmm. When I first started dating my current boyfriend, if she was shocked that I was dating an Asian guy now, mm-hmm. and she was like. I am. I was starting to get used to, you know, you bringing in white dudes home. Oh. Mm-hmm. She was, but it was interesting, the words that she used. Right, I'm, I was getting used to, mm. and I wanna, I wanna unpack that a little bit more with her. But yeah, I so, don't think she's she ever thought that I would bring an Asian guy home,
2: right? But she had never verbalized to you that she wanted something else. No. Mm-mm. So she's happy now.
0: I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah you I think so, so. From the stories that I've heard. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: I yeah. Think So, yeah, using the phrase "used to" is very interesting because it's not like you usually date white men. Why are you dating someone else? Not like when you, when she says "used to," it almost feels like a second choice for her. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like she's just used to it because she accepts you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean.
2: Right. So that brings me to my last question, which is how important is the culture of the guy that you're dating to you? Like, how important is it for the guy to accept your Asian culture?
3: Oh, it's so important. Yeah, it's so very. so so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even if like I'm not like I don't I'm not picky with like what they look like as long as they're handsome. Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait,
2: wait, what? <laughs> A, little A little handsome is very important. <laughs> 100%.
0: They have to be Hands- easy to look at. Wait. handsome to you or ha- handsome within the context of like most objectively? People. Yeah. Yes. Objectively? Oh. No, handsome to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah,
3: handsome to me, very important. Race is not as important. Oh, but if they understand Asian culture, like whether they've lived in Asia for a certain period of time or they've worked in Asia for a certain period of time or they have a lot of like maybe Asian friends in their social circle that's when I'll maybe, like, make an exception for, like, me dating someone outside of, like, my culture, Mm -hmm. you know? But if they are completely unaware, like that guy I just told you about, that they don't even understand the trauma, I don't think it's going to work out. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. They're never going to understand, like, why I feel the way I feel, how I think. Um, But, yeah, I mean, as long as they understand it, or if they're of the culture, obviously they do. Mm-hmm. Then, like, that's kind of, like, my pool that I'm looking at. Right.
2: And then what does that mean? Or, like, sorry, did you want to answer? Oh,
1: it? no, go ahead,
3: go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was done. You're done? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, but uh, Yung wants to know, like, what does that mean?
2: Oh, yeah, like, how oh do I thought you were asking her. Or to mm-hmm. everyone, like, what? Mm-hmm. how does he show that he accepts your Asian culture? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I've had, like, my white exes, they were very, like, uh... They went out of their way to try spicy food, to try kimchi, because food is obviously a very important. Part. Oh. But my last ex was the only one who actually learned Korean for me. Mm. He, like, that is the cutest the thing
3: ever. Are you serious?
2: Yeah. That's also why I was in a toxic relationship for so long, because he did things like that. Wow. You know? So. And then your, your exes never did that Mm-mm. prior. mm It didn't even. And it was his own idea. I didn't even mm. ask him to do it. He was just like, oh, I'll learn Korean for you to show you that I care. So like I'm not saying now in the future the next guy has to learn Korean for me, but he has to show he has to go out of his way to do something beyond just like when we go to a restaurant you'll eat this food, hmm, you know yeah. he has to bring it into his life somehow.
3: Wow, that's inspiring that. true. I love
0: that. Um, uh, I'm only going to speak to my current relationship, but <laughs> I think what I really really appreciated it felt very different from my pre- past exes was the fact that I think there's a lot, uh, culturally,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: we're almost expected to take care of our parents, Mm -hmm. right? Or they are able to live in your home as they Mm -hmm. get older because, and then you live under one roof. And I grew Mm -hmm. up with my grandmother Mm -hmm. since Mm -hmm. I was in elementary school under Mm -hmm. the same roof, right? And so there's this unspoken understanding of doing that for each other's family. And something that I very much value of my current boyfriend is that is embedded in him. Yeah. So the same way he treats his family is the same way he treats my family. Mm-hmm. And I've never had that love before. That. That's gold. Where he's going above and beyond actually more than what yes. I do for my own family. So mm-hmm. I'm learning a lot from him. And I yeah. appreciate that because I don't have to explain myself. Mm-hmm. that's very true. Or, like, when we do have a family together and our parents both get older, what are we going to do with them? Are mm-hmm. we just going to take them to the nursing home mm-hmm. and yeah. then leave them Right, die? right, right. Or we're going to embrace them, you know? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. It's little h- cultural things like that where I feel like you can't necessarily teach someone.
2: Yeah, and then when you say, like, the fact, when you say you don't have to explain something to him, that takes the emotional burden off of you. Yes. And that emotional burden is a huge part of why some relationships are so hard because mm-hmm. you have to explain something that's so innate to yeah. you mm-hmm. and relationships and are training. just hard in general. Yeah. So they are really so it's like, like another, another level. level. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. You still yeah. have to work on so many things but then there's one less thing that you have to worry about. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. And see like that's where I'm flexible to answer your question. Like if a guy does show that he respects his parents like that and would take him into his home but he's not Asian mm-hmm. then I'd be like okay yeah. this could possibly work. Right. 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 Yeah so as long as the values are there but I'm going to find it easier probably in a person of color. Totally.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think for me, being Asian American is so huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's embedded in, like, everything I'm doing, even my mm-hmm. career, right? Like, why mm-hmm. I left the law firm life to start mm-hmm. my own entertainment company and why I'm, like, working on music. It's not just because I... It's not because I want to be famous. It's because I want to have an impact in this way. Um, and so for somebody to understand that, I think it's just can you support me? Are you aligned in like my vision and purpose? Mm -hmm. Because I know who that like who I am and what I'm called to. And it's it it just might not be a good fit if that's not okay for you. Like I realize I might be a very specific person with a very specific calling. It's so important to me. Um, So if you cannot support that and you're you are not okay with having a partner with this purpose and this mission, mm-hmm. then maybe we're not a good fit. Right. So I don't know, though, like your question. Like I know that it is very important, but I don't know what my, the boundaries of that and the execution of that looks like. So mm-hmm. I don't know what my hard nose will be yet. Mm-hmm. Like uh, do you need to watch anime? Like I don't think so. Um, do you need to try to like understand my parents and value them, yes. But what's the in between? Mm-hmm. I don't know yet. But um What about taking off your shoes? Yes, please no shoes in the house. Mm-hmm. Like no outside like clothes on the bed. Like some people even have like oh they shower at night Before going to bed, right? That's more of an Asian culture thing. Dang, is it? My my mom. Is that why I
3: took a (laughs) shower at night? (laughs) Yeah, or
1: even things like, oh, like, for, like, Asian women, how you have to, like, make sure, like, like, at least your scalp is, like, dry after you wash your hair so that you don't get headaches and, like, Eastern medicine, health health medicine. There's so many things Mm -hmm. um, that impact, and I don't think I will um, be able to decide until I encounter, but so far I've
0: dated mostly... Like just Asian yeah. guys, mm-hmm. I I do see value. Like I think that it's very beautiful to just learn about each other's cultures, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I think when I was dating my Jewish boyfriend, I loved just everything that he celebrated. Yeah, like all of his That's Jewish so holidays, true. and yeah. I, I was learning something new. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I yeah. guess yeah. there's pros and cons. For pros sure. and cons, with, yeah. Pros and cons of everything.
3: With all the guys cool? that. I went on dates with that were white, they all had very strong ties to their family. A lot of Mm -hmm. verbal affirmation Mm -hmm. and a lot of like family dinners together. So like that's something I would take into like my new relationship type guy. Maybe he has has to be a super Americanized Asian dude. I don't know. Like that might be the perfect match for me, because I'm super Americanized, you know? Mm -hmm. So like that could be a perfect like mix for me and that's what works for me. Whereas like other people might want something more traditional or more American, like, you just, whatever works for you is what you want, yeah.
2: Yeah, you really don't know what you want until you see it in some ways, which Mm -hmm. brings me to the final part of this podcast, which hopefully listeners have picked up on by now, where we share the moment where we've come full circle in this topic when, you know, and it's not necessarily for this, you know, we don't have a full circle moment about dating white dudes versus others. It's more what have we learned about Dating the types of men in general and what that says about ourselves. Mm. And for me, it was the understanding that if when I look at a type of guy, which previously I looked at, oh, is he, you know, what race is he, is he going to fit in with my culture or whatever? It's more important to understand that I'm dating a person who is receptive and respectful of my culture and who will be open to learning and who has also suffered a little bit because Mm -hmm. without the not just the pain of suffering but the strength that it takes to lift yourself out of suffering whether it's marginalization or you know being poor or facing racism like it builds character so to speak so I need someone who has character Mm. that was my full circle realization
3: yeah I mean, dang, like, I agree with all of that. Um, also, that is my full circle. But I do realize, like, my attraction is not based off of looks. I uh-huh. think it's based now. It's changed off of, you know, what they've went through and how they can identify with me. Uh-huh. So attraction can come not just, again, off of looks, but personality, cultures, experience, values, morals. And with that now I have an open heart on my sleeve and I know what I'm looking for. Awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, right now, I think I'm in this place where I've come full circle, where I'm open. Like, you don't have to be historically what I've dated. You don't have to have a certain package. My parents now are op- said they're open. Like, my mom, uh, for instance, um, I used to have this boss when I was at this law firm, and he would invite me to his family's celebration for Christmas. My family doesn't really celebrate any holidays, so they would sing Christmas carols, and they, like, have this whole family, grandparents to grandkids and, like, cousins, uncles and aunts, and they're Irish. So my mom, I used to go, like, every year, my mom was would say, "You since you like that family dynamic so much, mm-hmm. have you ever thought of dating an Irish guy? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so just, like... But then even for me, I was like, no, like, no, like I'm I, I'm Asian all the way. <laughs> um, but giving myself now the permission and freedom to mm. see like who's a good fit for me, no matter if they're Asian or not, I think is my full
0: circle moment. Michelle. Oh. Wait, didn't we talk about my full circle already? Which one was it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we might have. Yeah, we, 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 we we all, all really kind of personally
3: like a little bit upon it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's okay.
0: What did I say? What else have you In terms of like, learned? You're, this is the happiest relationship that you've
1: been in.
0: Um, yes. I think I'm, right now, I'm the most grounded.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> individual. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I think I'm just in a very good place where I am... I know myself the most Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I'm still working on it but I know myself the most and I'm not letting outside conversations or what people expect of me to dictate right my life Mm -hmm. and that is inclusive Mm -hmm. of who I'm dating and who I want to have a family with in the future yeah Mm -hmm. so
3: nice Kudos. Yay.
2: (laughs) And
0: also, all of y'all reminded me another full circle moment for
2: me in the midst of this conversation is, before I used to be embarrassed by that stereotype, Asian women and white men, but now I'm not. Yeah. It's because we're fucking awesome. We are amazing people to date, whether or not, whoever you are. Yeah. And... Good luck to all of you who are not us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my God. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Club Full Circle. Mm -hmm. If you're not following us already, please do so and leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Club Full Circle. Bye. Bye. Bye.